Hello and welcome back to the Billy Shears Club. On our last part, we were talking about Times of Grace by Neurosis, and now it's time for Live at Jazzbrookstadt by Thandi and Thuli. Uh, so Thandi uh, is one whom I wasn't able to find a whole lot about. Uh, she is a South African jazz pianist. Apparently her grandfather did, like, choral arrangements while he lived in New York, and he, like, her aunt was a classical singer, and her uncle was in a rock band called Harari, and he, you know, grows up and lives in post-colonial South Africa, has been doing jazz piano for a while, uh, generally seems to have a very socially conscious, interconnected, community-based philosophy on music. Uh, so far in her career, she's made, I believe, three out three studio albums and one live album. This one, Live at Jasperkstadt, this is like a few, the tracks from her second album, Exiled, that she took to this uh, jazz workshop concert type thing in Switzerland. And there she was able to work with like a 14-piece uh, chamber band, which was much larger than she was working with while on the album. So she decided to take the chance to rearrange it, uh, the pieces some, make them, you know, like, new and unique. Taking full advantage of, you know, having the strings in the horn section she did. Concert, and so what you get is, uh, you know, nice little sort of modern and influenced jazz album, which was just composed of five songs, but I feel it's pretty cool. Yeah, what'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. It's definitely, um, I didn't, didn't listen to any of her studio albums, so I didn't know uh, that she didn't usually <laughs> perform with a larger group. But yeah, I, I like the orchestration, the, um, the, uh, there's some really nice most classical parts or I guess third stream type of stuff um, and then uh, I mean it's, yeah it's just otherwise it's just pretty soulful uh, jazz fusion-ish type of stuff that is always enjoyable um, pretty nice uh, driving drums and Caution, and then yeah, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Real, just some weird, like I, I guess mainly the first track, weird like atonal ambience, free improv sections, <laughs> and that was pretty cool too. Um, In one of the articles I read, yeah, for the setting the tone for exile, that one, according to the article I read, she said that for that one, she just sort of like did a few basic like things on the piano to you know set a general tone, like told the band members, okay, this is the general mood we're going for, and then just sort of let them pretty much improvise, like you say. So it does come off as a very out there, but one that like 
Yeah. That's sort of, you know, on your mind. Yeah, it's a little bit surreal, but it also really fits because this is the one where also she is more of a spoken word thing and she's talking about like love and trauma and identity as a black South African. Mm -hmm. It really fit yeah. that mood. You know, you sort of feel like you're stepping into this mind state with her. Yes, definitely. Do you have a favorite? Mm. Honest, it's it's very hard to pick, honestly. Right, uh, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, really, my number one favorite would probably have to be Rainbow, because, like, it really sets the bar for the whole album because it's just has this very lively groove, groove and this vibrant tone, vocal work and the horns and piano, and bass out section and the saxophone. It's all just comes together in this big freewheeling loveliness of jazz fusion. That's just wonderful to hear. Full 15 minutes, baby. That's, yeah. that's the nice thing about jazz. When you get a good song, it lasts. Yeah. Yeah, that that was my favorite too. Um, I also I really I I like New Way. I th that was the one that had that kind of classical sounding, um, really through composed intro section that that sounded very classical actually, like specifically from <laughs> classical period, which was interesting. But then it kind of had this nice vocal melody and became more of a like kind of peaceful, um, hopeful jazz track. <laughs> but New Way was yeah, that was really nice. I do really like that one. That's yeah, very that opening was very chamber orchestra bro pop ish. Apparently it was a kind of a weird intersection for that part where it's like one part was sort of a tribute to her grandfather and how he would do choral arrangements. Huh. But there was also apparently another layer where it was a contrast between more sort of like European colonizer style of music versus African colonized right. style of music as it transforms more into the jazz. Huh. A lot of different things at play. That's really cool because I... I... I really kind of got that vibe. I was like, huh, this is, I wonder if there's kind of like a um, slight irony here to the, like, yeah, definitely. It sounded very European. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Also just really cool that she can do all these different styles. Like she's able to do the jazz fusion but she's also got the low, more low-key piano, but she can also still do these tighter arrangements with these counterpoints. Yeah. Um, oh, Rainbow Shane was a... Or, what was it? Rainbow Shane and something. Rico. Or something. Yeah. That one was fun. <laughs> it's kind oh, of yeah. just a, a solo, mostly. What? And then... Oh, and it seemed like the crowd was kind of clapping. Yeah, they're clapping along. And the rhythm kind of changed, and it kind of, <laughs> kind of fizzled out. 
That's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Very organic. <laughs> yeah. I do really, yeah. Shane and Rico is probably the one that gives Rainbow the toughest competition. <laughs> but I do really love, like, not sure if Shane or Rico is the basis, but whichever one, they are just blistering face with all the different runs and lines. <laughs> I think, like, earlier on when we were doing the, the Checo Pistorius episode with uh, Patrick, and he was talking about the one song and how the bass harmonics were like super cool when I wasn't able to pick it up. This is the kind of bass playing I'm able to pick up really well. Okay. It's just, and, and yeah, I do really like the clapping and the crowd interaction too. Because I feel like it does bring a nice energy where it helps boost this up and, you know, get the players to, you know, interact with the crowd and get that energy back and forth. We'll think for jazz and life. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think jazz is, I don't know, I, this is kind of ad hoc, but it seems like jazz is probably one of the best, probably the best style for like live albums. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Cause yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what what are you thinking? What do you think makes it the best? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely the crowd interaction is always good, and like hearing the clapping and stuff. But also, just like what jazz is about, it's just it makes more sense for it to be. I don't know. For you, just it's easier to have that sense of like in the moment, the players just working together. In, like impromptu um, when it's a live album and I mean if you look at like at your music or whatever a lot of a lot of the highest rated jazz albums are going to be like live, live albums like you know John Coltrane has some legendary live performances but, and Miles Davis of course but yeah yeah, no, definitely, yeah, that focus on the improvisation and, uh, like, everyone just being a top-notch, like, the, like, trying to be just, you know, the best musician you can. Definitely, really. Yeah, it's with... Like, the freedom of, like... You, like, a, a jazz concert could potentially run, like, you know... An hour longer than, than you might have expected, just because you decided to just keep playing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just depending on how they were feeling. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But... The one, yeah, and then the I guess the last song we haven't talked about, Portal. How'd you, how'd you like Portal? Um, I think that one was that probably stood out to me the least, but it was still fun. I enjoyed it, and um, I liked the yeah. There were some good solos on that one. I remember um, and some nice like vocalese. Yeah, 
don't know if they're, I don't remember if it was just me or if there were other singers too, but in general, I, I prefer jazz without words, mm -hmm. but I, I do, I like when, you know, I like singing, <laughs> so yeah. without words is yeah. always fun. Some scat singing, some humming. Yeah. <laughs> some Kid Cudi. <laughs> Brah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, Portal does have a really good, like, I believe trumpet solo, you know, some good jazz rhythming. I don't, I don't know. This, there was the saxophone solo on there that just felt kind of timid. But what did you think of the saxophone? Uh, I, I couldn't say for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there also a guitar solo? I don't know. There was oh. one that really seemed pretty, pretty good, but I, I can't say for sure. I don't, I don't recall a guitar solo off top, but also there were a lot of solos in the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope I would remember a guitar solo popping up. Yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong too. <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know who? Do you know who Reggie Watts is? I I see the name pop up. He's like the comedian with the really big hair. Yeah. Okay. Well, he he has this kind of shtick where he will go on kind of a monologue and just say say things that have basically zero meaning but are just full of like loaded words and like buzzwords and catchphrases and stuff. <laughs> But um, I feel it, maybe this is kind of <laughs> kind of disrespectful. But the uh, spoken word on setting the tone kind of reminded me of that, and like so the way she was talking. But that that's just very superficial. It was just obviously <laughs> what she was saying was very meaningful, but. Um, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I yeah. it, was, it was a funny comparison that came up, but yeah, I guess I'm yeah I'm not. Yeah, I guess spoken word as a whole has been very much yeah. It is a little bit. You know, it can be pretty easily the source of comedy. It, she's she's definitely a lot less unintentionally funny than most spoken word but it's still like yeah. but yeah well, it wasn't it wasn't funny until i was like huh, g watts does this <laughs> but and then i felt bad but um yeah i mean i as i said i i just i don't know i guess i i usually pref i've i've always I've always more like jazz that's kind of more like 
abstract with the so it doesn't have much like narrative context or like um like specific uh meaning to it but <laughs> obviously that it's i mean what you were saying about um making music in a like communal context um i think that that definitely shows up in some of the topics that she talks about and it's obviously very meaningful and i yeah i should probably uh be more appreciative of that no no it's it's totally fine i ricky how many albums have I looked at a very serious thing and went, hey, hey. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this is... One, one sort of note, I guess, that like this casts on the first two albums. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the latest album that she put out, but her, compared to her first two, I believe they're called like the X... Exiled and the offering. Since earlier we were talking about like like live jazz, it does seem like <laughs> this does. Uh, it was sort of interesting to just look, just because studio albums are a lot more restrained and thoughtful in a way that doesn't have that spark in it. I guess as much like there is a spark, but it's much more subdued, tasteful, and not as fun. It is here. Right. So like, it was just cool to see how in that live setting it really comes out. Yeah, for sure. And, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I guess that that is kind of jazz, or at least some s streams of jazz are just f very, you know, rooted in community and, uh, like, shared shared culture and um yeah i mean and i think that's the type of like very positive artistic endeavor that uh that i that i think people need to probably pursue more <laughs> yeah. did you have you heard of matana roberts or Matana Roberts? Not top. Okay. Huh. You should check her out. She is, I don't know, maybe a little bit similar, maybe a little bit more on the free jazz side of things, but um, she has a series of albums called Coin Coin, which are kind of, I think they're kind of concept albums about this character of hers. Um, I've only listened to the first one, but but yeah, she has like some spoken word and some really impressive vocal performances. But yeah, I don't know. You might you might like her stuff. Yeah, I'll check it out. I, I got the. I went ahead and put a like on the first album, so it'll be in my Spotify. Yes. Big pile of things. Well, a really. Good. I was gonna say a sweet little fun fact I found out. Apparently, 
the original drummers that uh, Thandi works with wasn't going to be able to make this concert. So in order to, like, but like, Thandi just still very much, you know, credited her work and, like, shouted her out during the concert and, like, I think live-streamed her in at one point, and so it's just very sweet to do that level of bringing the band along and not just the face. So that, that was just a cool side fact. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just, just trying to imagine <laughs> like neurosis doing something like that, like after finishing a song, just being like, hey, everybody, give it up for our keyboard player. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that would not be on brand. Well, you. You said they've been like bros together a while, right? In a band yeah. Yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe they <laughs> do a thing like the Undertaker would do in the two thousands whenever he like beat someone, but they put up a fight, and he would like give, they, like give each other a little nods of respect, and so the people would be like, <gasps> they're breaking through the stoicism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think. They're probably nice guys too, but <laughs> who knows? Firstly, I think the one thing that neurosis, thing that really puts neurosis above Thandi though, is they had bagpipes and she has no bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Really, that, come on. What? Too bad. I wish they would have used some harmonica though. I feel like they could have fit that in somewhere. <laughs> just gonna we'll get all of our favorite bands and be like hey guys we need you all to make a song together and do put in a harmonica uh let's see get in some bagpipes uh the hurdy-gurdy what else i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other that's on this one i yeah <laughs> um no not really i mean it's a yeah it's a fun album go listen to it um, yeah, thanks for for putting it forward. Thank you for bearing uh, Neurosis forward. And thank you, O listener, for listening. The albums that we listened to today were Times of Grace by Neurosis and Live at Jazzwerkstatt by Thandi and Tuli. I'm Caleb Clark. And I'm Ricky Flowers. Thanks for tuning in.